This podcast contains explicit language. Discretion is advised. Nothing for you. Look at Sweetie sitting on her cloud of judgment. Starting tonight, I am going to teach you how to live. Driver picks the music. Shotgun shuts his cake hole. I'm an old man. I hate everything but the What's Streaming podcast. Ooh, it's that now. Hey, everybody. Since we won't see you, good morning, good evening, and good night. My name is B. Frank. I'm Josh. And you're listening to the What's Streaming podcast. We've got a fun show for you today. I know that we are going to have a lot to talk about. We are. I mean, we kind of preferenced it in the last episode and episodes prior. Finally got to see Godzilla vs. Kong. You yes. know, we're going to... Don't want to talk about it yet because I got a, like a lot to say about that movie. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a good one for sure. Uh, many honorable mentions, Brandon. Anything that's kind of, you know, tickle, uh, tickle your fancies? Uh, well, Chuck has been tickling my fancies lately. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a man named Chuck, and what have you been watching? <laughs> uh, the NBC show Chuck um, on uh, the show Chuck on NBC. Yeah, that came uh, from uh, 2006 2012. I've been making my way back through that because um, I've been just kind of trying to find something to fall asleep to, and that's a good one. It's fun, funny. Got the guy from Shazam. Yep, right. Zachary Levi. Right. It's it's different than I remember, but still good. <laughs> Like the first couple episodes, it was a little iffy for me, but once I got past episode three, I think I I really you know kind of grew into it. That's good. By you, I, uh, I've been watching. Um, shout out to my brother Jimmy, by the way. I've been watching rewatching a show called The Midnight Gospel. It's uh, it's on Netflix, and it's man, it's really cool, but um, it's not new enough to kind of do as a segment. But I feel uh, like I've heard about it. Yeah, it's basically this very, like, if you're familiar with, like, the art behind, like, Super Jail and kind of that weird Adult Swim vibe, um, and it's basically, like, this hybrid of a guy who does a podcast slash they animate what they talk about, and so there's, like, these really cool uh, concepts and different uh, ideas that they talk about, and they have different guests on um, to talk about different subjects, like death and uh, mental stability and... Uh, the ideas of like religion or magic and well i shouldn't That's emphasize cool. magic too much but uh, uh well you lost me I <laughs> said the documentary guy who <laughs> then now like crowning documentary guy who yeah said, said he didn't do that shit <laughs> I'm, I'm still torn there i'm spoiling like you. i said you give me a give me good story or you know good subject matter and i'm in right um there's a lot of garbage ones out there so when you find a good one it's like yeah tell me more <laughs> This is real life, holy shit. Um, but yeah, can't recommend that one enough, Midnight Gospel. It's um, it's a good mind fuck. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't have... You're didn't piquing have any, my interest again. I didn't have any better way to put it. It's really <laughs> what it is, you know? And it's funny and it's graphic, though. It's quite graphic. Um, but not in like a... Vi- it's violent, but not for the sake of violence, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah... That's been my spare time show lately. Um, well, what did uh, other than that? What did you what did you watch for our episode today? So what I'm coming with today is a new show on Netflix. You know, a bit of a Netflix whore lately, but I mean that's I mean, like we said at the very beginning. There's, there seems to be one every week, right? Um, and one that came out called The Irregulars. You've probably seen it on the home screen oh. of your Netflix uh, I was, menu. I watched the trailer for that. Seemed right. interesting. Yeah, it had like this whole like well, like for anyone that did watch the trailer knows it's uh and the universe around uh, Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I actually did a little bit of research after I originally watched it and started learning more about it because like this is a totally new concept. But uh, what the Irregulars is is that these group of kids are kind of living on the streets of London, you know, just around the corner from two twenty one B Baker Street, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they are essentially uh, contracted by Watson to help them solve cases that have a more of a supernatural vibe to them. Um, so it's interesting. It's, yeah, no, it's opening up very much like the X Files or Supernatural. You know, where it's like there, you know, there's an overlining arc that's happening out the show, but like each episode's a new case, right? A new story that happens within the show. Um, first episode's about an hour, but then every episode after that's about 45 minutes, you know, the general, um, that general block. 
Uh, it's about 10 episodes in the season, and like I said, this just came out. And I gotta say that I did not watch all 10 episodes. I got to episode 4 and then fell out of it. But that doesn't mean that it's not a good show. And you're like, well, why didn't you keep watching? Why didn't you keep watching? Exactly. <laughs> it's because, <laughs> like, I'm at, you know, because I'm a fan of Supernatural. I'm a fan of X-Files. But this show, like, I just was not, I was just not as interested in the subject matter. Uh, I'm from, I'm not a huge Sherlock Holmes fan, you know, like, even anything from, like, the movies with uh, Robert Downey Jr. to studying Scarlet, like, anything and everything in between Sherlock Holmes and the 22nd century, you know, <laughs> like, it's... It's just never really been my my go to stories. I mean, even the one with uh, Cumberbatch on BBC Sherlock, yeah, Sherlock, uh, Sherlock, Sherlock. Uh, that one like it had its moments, but like it never really, you know. I I just feel like it's the same story over and over again. And yeah, for for me, the Sherlock show was fun because of Cumberbatch. Maybe not as much on the story, sure, um, but Cumberbatch and um, oh, now I can't think of his name guy who played Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Um, he, you know, both of them paired really well together. They so did. It's fun to see them them kind of get to they, it. They, they worked amazingly together, but I just am not, I mean, no fan of Sherlock Holmes, and I'm sure I'm going to get strung up for that. But <laughs> uh, like I said, that's not to say this isn't a bad show, uh, especially if you're a fan of Sherlock Holmes, or you're a fan, especially, like, you'll probably know, too, if you are a fan, the regulars actually branches off from the, um, one of the original stories of study in Scarlet, which I found out just, uh, reading up about it, like, they're not actually called the irregulars, to my knowledge, they're, they're called misfits, or something along those lines. Yeah, like the street rats. The street, yeah, urchins, I think, actually, but, um, they're just a group of kids that help Sherlock and Watson solve cases. But in the, the regulars done with Netflix, who they actually worked with the BBC on too, they've really uh, transformed them into having like each each uh, member of their regulars, which they're kids by the way, are their own character. Each one's flushed out. Each one huh. you understand who they are, what their goals are, what their intentions are, their wants, their needs. Like they're all flushed out characters, you know. That's and nice. That it makes you care about them. It does. It does. It really does. And that paired with like good storytelling. I mean, there's great. Uh, case-by-case stories, you know, nothing really boring happening. It It's produced really well, too. There's, like, this cool, modern, like, British pop soundtrack that goes along with it the whole hmm. time. Like, they've got some really cool production happening with it. And honestly, if you're into that stuff, it's a great show. And that's kind of why I wanted to watch it, too, is because just because I wasn't a fan of it, I can still see that it's it's good television. It really is. So if you're... In the market for something that uh, is going to keep your attention, but you don't have to... How would I put that? If if you're a fan of any drama or series that like has a case-by-case episode... Kind like the procedurals. Every day. Procedurals, um, fucking... You need a CSI shows, Law & Order, mm. I hate to say them again, X-Files, Supernatural, mm. like any of those, like... You're going to like this, especially if you're a fan of Sherlock Holmes. So, uh, like I said, Netflix, The Regulars, 10 episodes. Each one's just shy of an hour. And it's a good binger, for sure. Absolutely. Nice. Well, and we, uh, James and I were um, talking about it, and we decided to watch the trailer. We were really iffy on it. So, I'm going to have to give it a couple episodes, too. There's two trailers on Netflix. Watch both of them. Like, I will say that, like, because the original one I watched, I was like, ah, that just looks like another soapy kind of spinoff Sherlock Holmes drama. Then I watched the other one that was more like dark London, like had pop-up art with it. Like, it just worked. It was really cool. So that's kind of what got me to bite the bullet and actually sit down and watch a couple episodes. So Now, the supernatural aspect to it, <clears throat> I know in the first Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr., it was presented as supernatural. Right. And we found out that it was just practical effects and stuff. Is that is that kind of the same concept, or is it supernatural-based? I've only watched episode four, but I can say pretty confidently that is actually supernatural-based. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, you find out really quick that, like, nope, magic and, and uh, all this crazy shit is real in this universe of Sherlock. It's not just tricks and mirrors. Like, there's an actual supernatural element happening which is kind of where the irregulars come in like 
If you like Sherlock, if you like hard science, then Sherlock and BBC is for you. If you like uh, mysticism and magic and the unexplained, then and and you like the detective show, then you're really gonna like the regulars. Well, uh, to drop in one of my famous and awesome great transitions, <laughs> I watched something that Sherlock Holmes wouldn't even have to bother with. Um, I watched the murders at White House Farm um, on okay. HBO Max. Okay, okay. And you'll understand why here in a second, why Sherlock wouldn't, you know, have to bother with it. Um, first of all, it's on HBO Max. Uh, it's six episodes, about 45 to 50 minutes. Um, and it's about the Bamber family in 1985 London. Um, the Bamber family was in a locked house. And, um, you know, the show starts with the brother calling the police station saying, my father called me. He didn't sound great. He sounded scared. He said that my sister had a gun and was going berserk. Wait, I'm sorry. Is this like a is this like a recreation of a story? Is this a full on documentary? What is this? It is. It's a It's a TV show based on real story. Got it. Okay. Um, which was also based on a book. Got the, it. The book was based on the real story. The ha- real happenings. Okay. Uh, I'm with you. And you know, at first, it kind of makes sense. The sister is. Um, she's dealing with schizophrenia. Um, so, you know, everything looks like that's what it was. Sure. Um, and as the show progresses, you start to notice that that's not quite the case. I, unfortunately, um, and quick spoiler alert for five seconds, <laughs> it was the brother. You pretty much know that <laughs> by the end of the first episode. It was the butler. No, it was the brother. It was the fucking butler. <laughs> it, it was very apparent Ah. Uh, by the end of episode one, if not episode two. Okay. And there's six episodes. Okay. I I wanted to give it three, obviously. Right. Um, but once I got to three, I came to this moment of, do I want to keep watching or do I want to quit? Yeah. I decided to keep watching because uh, I was curious if it was going to get better. You're better man than me. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just... the The frustrating part about it and maybe it didn't go this way and in, in, you know how it actually happened but he was pr- pretty happy about everything like he didn't hide his feelings he started selling everything off like if they looked not hard enough yeah they they would have really found out and the kind of subplot of it is the police station or the police uh, detective uh-huh. and his higher-ups the police detective is trying to work with the family to really figure out what happened because some things just don't quite add up. Sure. Um, but his higher up is like, well, the media is telling me that I, you know, I need to get on this and this is what it is. And that's what that's it. Oh, so is this kind of like a is this, this is a story like a botched investigation? More kind than anything? Of. OK. And that part frustrated me. Sure. Partially because, you know, there is a truth to that. But the other side is it just felt a little too over the top. Right. Um, and especially coming from how the suspect was acting throughout the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you just looked, you'd realize it was him. Right. They're not really hiding anything. So I, like I say, I, I thought the last half was going to try and get better. It really didn't. It just really beat in that dead horse. Sure. Uh, and by the end of it, I was like, well, that was a waste of approximately five hours. So there's no, like, big turning point where, like, the police realize their mistake and, like, does he get, like, does he totally get away with it or? No, they, they arrest him and he goes to trial. The last episode is pretty much about the trial. Okay. Um, but it just, it wasn't, it was like, okay, I know that he's the one that did it. Right. Everybody else needs to get on board. Some people were on board already in episode two. <laughs> right. And it's just a matter of, you know finding the right evidence or trying to get the boss's boss up on, on stuff. Sure. Um, and it just, it didn't work. I see. So it's like, Hey, he did it. No, he didn't. Yeah. No, he, he really did. Oh, I, I guess he did. Okay. Yeah. And granted, and, and movie <laughs> and granted the, the constant, the reason that it was difficult for some of the police officers or, or higher ups is because the, because it looked like the sister did it. All the doors and windows were locked. And right. So it, it just looked like it. So it was, you know, well planned out. But then it went, you know, just south very fast. <laughs> right. 
just because he planned it doesn't mean he executed all the way through. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah. Murders at White House Farm. It's kind of a mystery until the second episode, and then it's not. And it's just <laughs> frustrating from there. So I wouldn't quite recommend it. Okay. Um, however, I would recommend I, you know, went a little above and beyond. Oh. And watched... As you do. Um, surprise, surprise. A documentary. <laughs> really? Man, I am really... <laughs> converting you aren't i you really are in 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 our first episode i talked about i don't browse right and i don't watch documentaries and i think half of our episodes have been from both of those right yeah those two categories <laughs> but this this documentary was called persona the dark truth behind personality tests oh that was on hbo as well right yes i almost watched that it was really good <laughs> it so to back up a little bit the reason that I, I I didn't watch any trailers or anything like that, I watched the quick, you know, summary of what it was going to be about. That's like an hour and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it goes by really fast. Oh, okay. When, like, it ended, Nathan and I were both like, oh, okay, hour and a half, just like that. <laughs> Done. Um, High five. And it was, it was good. It was very fucked up. Was it? Um, but very good. And to kind of back it up a little bit, the reason that I, it caught my attention, um, you know, on the various... Dating apps, um, I saw that some people had, you know, ENFP or INFP or, you know, these, these four letters. Like, and what does like, that what mean? What the hell does yeah. this mean? Um, it turns out that it's it's your personality type. Ah, okay. Um, INTJ, um, it's, it deals with different types of personalities and it's supposed to kind of sum you up. Um, okay. And... After that, I went online and took a personality test because I was curious. Sure. Uh, and, you know, after reading what it said that I was, I was like, you know what? This kind of makes sense. Right. Um, and so that was intriguing to me because th because of the idea that different personalities work well or don't work well with certain others. Right. Uh, so when I found this, it intrigued me because I was like, okay, the dark side. Oh, what's this about? Right. Um. The documentary is about how workplaces use personality tests during the pre-screen while you're doing the application. Oh, yeah. Absolutely true. Yeah. And it's something that, until watching that, I never really thought of or paid attention to. That's what the crazy test is. Like, that's what at least yeah. I call it. That, like, 80-question like test you take that asks you the same question three or four times. That's exactly mm -hmm. what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And... It's the the through point of the documentary is the story of this kid named Kyle, who, um, and he says in the beginning, it has bipolar disorder. Right. Um, and he uh, he went to school for like engineering, got his degree, but couldn't get a job afterward. And right. he applied to uh, a grocery store um, on his friend's. Um, you know, on his friend's request. Uh-huh. Um, and after a few weeks, he didn't hear anything, and he called his friend and said, hey, you know, what's going on? And the friend said, oh, it turns out you hit a red, you were red in one category, so you're not hireable. Right. Um, and he really took that, you know, to his person. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, what about this says that I'm not a good fit? Right. Um, especially because him, his father, and as you learn throughout the documentary, various, various others, think of this personality test, especially when it comes to employment, pre-employment, mm -hmm. as racially biased, um, biased against those with mental illnesses, hosp sure. you know, any type of medical issue, um, and it's there to kind of weed them out. Yeah. You know, and the, you know, on the surface, it's interesting because, you know, yeah. You don't want somebody who's 100% introverted working in marketing. Right. But at the same time, you shouldn't just count them out if the test says, oh, well, they might not be great at it. Yeah. Well, there's also, there's two sides of that coin. Like, there's a question on there. It's like, is it okay to steal from the company? You know, like, yeah. some softballs in there, too, you know? Mm -hmm. And if they answer yes to that, then you know. But I do, I still, I don't know why I'm playing devil's advocate, because I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a... I fucking hate it. Like, I hate that system. I hate it entirely. I had to apply, uh, I had to go through the interview, hire, I had to go through the hiring process twice at Best Buy 
Oh, I answered one of those questions wrong. I think I did too. The manager kept telling me to resubmit my app. Yeah, you know. And so what makes is, you think? That also tells you that it's like it is a invalid test because if they want you to work there, they wouldn't be telling you, hey, answer that question different. You know, right. like it's such and they, bullshit. They kind of talk about that. Um, there's a teacher part of the, I think the Hope Foundation okay. is what it was called. Um, like his classes are all about trying to get people employed, trying to work through these. And they brought in the personality test. Right. And they went through it as a class. And it's like one one kid was different from everybody else, but then they explain it and they're like, when you think of this, you think of it under pressure. Right. When it's for that employment. And so you might not think, you know, yes, I do... Um, get criticism sometimes and it works for me but if you say no well then that's red Um, and so taking the time to kind of understand those questions or see really what they're asking Uh was part of his class and one of the participants of the documentary said that if you're taking a personality test for yourself just to see it's it's completely doable yeah, absolutely. But when you're doing it under pressure or in service of an employment application, right? I think their their words were supremely fucked up, and <laughs> and it really is. Yeah. Um, and they they go super deep down, like it's a rabbit hole. Sure. Um, they talk about the Myers Briggs test and the history of that, which is the core test that created it's based and off makes, of makes personalities. Right. Um, so it hour and a half. Persona, the dark truth behind personality traits, would definitely recommend it. I can tell just how we've been talking about it that you enjoyed that much more than yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I and that's part of the reason I watched it too. Is right. I knew I wasn't going to have a whole lot of things to talk about for uh-huh. Murders on White House Farm, man. <laughs> let alone any good things, right? Um, and so I was glad that this turned out to be as good as it was. Nice. Um, and as somebody who is in a position to hire people. Right. It's something that's going to change the way that I look at those applications. Yeah. You know, I won't, I won't lie. I've looked at, you know, it's a 60% match or, or whatnot. All right. Um, and now that I understand why it's a 60% match, maybe I'm just going to give that person an interview because maybe that 60% was actually an 80% or yeah. 90%. Absolutely. So it, it definitely changed my views on some things. Um, I would recommend for anybody who is curious to just take a personality test. Um, I thought it was helpful for myself. Right. Um, but, you know, if you don't feel the same, you don't feel the same. Right. I think it's good to get a good baseline if you if you really don't have a, an understanding of... Because, I mean, I'll, I'll speak out. Like, I am bipolar. I've been, di- I've been diagnosed with it. And it sometimes is hard to get a baseline of like who uh, what am i feeling how, how do i feel who am i who am i ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, scrubs your watch man um and they can help guide you in the right direction now I, you shouldn't take it as um uh like it's gospel you shouldn't take, take it, it as gospel you shouldn't take it as gospel thank you uh but it does kind of help lean you in the in the right direction but you could say the same for like IQ tests, or I'm gonna uh, just go out on a limb and say that astrology is bullshit. Like, as far <laughs> the as horoscopes and all yeah, that. I had to make sure in my head I was like, astronomy? <laughs> no, astronomy is real. <laughs> astrology, astrology, you know. And oh, well, that's not to say it's bad, you know, like you can absolutely play those characteristics, you know, if, if it empowers you, yeah, that's amazing. But like, it's like a fortune cookie. Yeah. Maybe you were meant to get this one. Maybe, Maybe it was just were. a random cookie. Right. I'm sure I'm sure I'm pissing off a lot of people saying that, <laughs> but I mean that's and that's not the dog on it either. It's like you you should you should embrace it, but don't like shun things out of your life because of it. I think you that's know? a good way to say it. Yeah. If your mom is a Taurus, you're gonna hate her on that part <laughs> because on that part like, you know, mom, we're just not compatible i'm sorry uh, uh i'm gonna ask you to pack up and leave this is my house you're 15 i know what i said mom like you know. so uh you know it's that's actually it's good to hear because i've been meaning to watch it but 
I, I got a feeling that it might be kind of dry, you know, like PBS school special dry, but it doesn't sound that way, and I'm probably going to take the time. I would I would recommend it, and if you do watch it before our next episode, we can talk a little bit more <laughs> about what you thought, too. There you go, yeah. I watched Raya in the last... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, now for the real battle, the main event. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. As some of you know, and I hope you watched it too, to play along. We watched, uh, Godzilla versus Kong or Kong versus Godzilla. I forget which one. Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. That, that alone should tell you how much I GVK. did not like it. <laughs> it, yeah. Spoilers. You know, Spoiler. for anybody who hasn't watched it. Yeah. I'm um, not like you're missing much. No. Uh, so what do I want to talk about the first? The, the movie or the well, fact that I was right? <laughs> let's start off with the fact that you were fighting, or you were on the side of Godzilla. Yeah. I'm, I was on the side of Kong. Right. And the movie really leans into the fact that, and from the first like 15, 20 minutes, that Kong is supposed to be the good guy. The first two minutes. Like, oh, yeah. opens up on him, you know? Because Godzilla just... Reeks havoc, right? And but Kong's got a personality, and you know, yeah. you know, like from the from the very beginning, you'll see that. And you are supposed to go into it rooting for Kong, like that's how the movie mm-hmm. is portraying it to you. Yeah. Um. I when we went into it, I wasn't looking for like a human story. Right. I really wasn't looking for you know the journey. I just wanted to of, see some big things fuck shit up, feed on each other. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we got that, but not in the way that we should have gotten it uh so i'm gonna cut back a little bit kong got his ass kicked (laughs) hard he He got his ass kicked hard he got his ass kicked once he got his ass kicked twice and then the third time i still think he did but what's the best play just to walk through this fight by fight yeah i think so i mean like if you're looking for a human story it, it's not here. We're it, not going to talk about the human story. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. The acting's kind of shit too. The uh, story just doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, any of it. Like, actually, I'm not even realizing this now, but the acting was really bad. Like, yeah. oh, like there's the woman who was the the main rich dude's daughter. Like, she oh yeah, just but Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, she just says like, uh, we're gonna do what I want to do. Yeah, <laughs> one, two, three locks the door, but they can shut it anyways. Oh, no. That's something <laughs> totally different. That's a, I'm just talking about acting. Yeah. That that I, I cannot <laughs> wait to rip into it. Um, yeah, like very uh, uh, shallow characters mm-hmm. through and through. Uh, even the people you're supposed to really feel for. Granted, did you watch the past Godzilla and Kong movies? Like I did. I did not. I'm gonna. So you might have a different. And I knew enough about it to understand like. The characters and their backgrounds and relations to what they needed to do because there wasn't a lot prior to it anyway. But even the people you're really supposed to feel for, like the little deaf girl, I mean, I just didn't care, man. Like, I did not care at all. You could say it's because I didn't watch the prior movies. That's probably She wasn't in the prior movies either. Wait, she wasn't? She wasn't. She's just new? Yeah. She's brand fucking new. Yeah. Which... Fun fact. No, you gotta be shitting me. They just She's pull- new. They, they, they pulled her in. And that's why she kind of got wow. a multi-sentence origin story from the um, fake mom. That, uh, that makes it even worse. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> might warm your heart a little bit. Alexander okay. Skarsgård, who uh-huh. played the, the dude doctor. Yeah. Um, he learned sign language so that he could communicate with her on set. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That is nice. All this Now car- back to fucking shit up. Now back <laughs> So yeah, the, no, no, the acting's garbage. No human element. Story is not making any kind of sense. Um, let's talk about. Let's just kind of go fight by fight. Yeah, that's because kind of really the main points of the movie. There's so much wrong with it. There's yeah. so much wrong with it. Uh, okay, so they need to get Kong to the center of the Earth because that's where they think the monsters are coming from. That's basically what you need to know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they they have Kong so that they so that he can kind of beat Godzilla because Godzilla came in fucked shit up for no apparent reason. Well, we know there was a reason because they were trying Later to on. do they were trying to do nuclear level shit, and Godzilla's like nah dog, and then the media went he attacked for no reason, and then there's this and then we're gonna get into three two one. Uh, 
There is this weird podcaster that works on the inside. Zephyr? Is it Zephyr Corporation? Uh, Zephyr? No, it's... Um, Man, I am just so... Starts jump- with an A, I know that. Was it an A? Apex. A- was it really? Apex. Okay. Apex Predator. Another Apex thing that sucks. Yeah. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> screw you, Marcus. <laughs> I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Godzilla attacks. The world goes, hey, he's bad now. And then there's uh, the girl that plays Eleven from Stranger Things. Yep. And the kid that plays the fire-wielding uh, kid from Mutant Deadpool in... 2. Yeah. Uh, they get together and try to find this podcaster who's working on the inside of Apex as an engineer. And he does this podcast about like how Apex is doing all this crazy underground shit that no one knows about. He's, so, the, he's the crazy guy on the surface. He's the crazy he guy. He ends up being all right. Sha- they say something about him showering in bleach. That made no yeah. fucking sense. <laughs> I like, think he dilutes it. The what? <laughs> like, you know, like they just talked about that like that was normal. Yeah. And then like the kid from Deadpool 2 was like, that's not normal. And like, <laughs> we're all like, yeah, that's not normal. Thank you, random citizen. And not even, yeah, and not even for like a psychopath. Like, I've never heard of that ever. Maybe like, I know you put bleach in a pool. Sure. Yeah. But I don't know. That's besides the point. So they go off on their own side adventure to figure out what Apex is really doing. In the meantime, uh, Apex has chartered a research team to, to take Kong and take him to the center of the Earth. Because one, that's where they think the monsters like Kong, or Titans, I think they call them, mm-hmm. are from. And two, that's where they can find the power to defeat Godzilla. So, they strap Kong to a boat, and they start wheel- and they start going out there. And surprise, while they're in the middle of the ocean, Godzilla attacks. Holy shit. And they say that he attacks because they have like this ancient grudge match, right? And yeah. for all time, like, they've just hated each other, and they've been trying to kill each other for all time. Yeah, and they chose this movie to do so. Exactly. So, Godzilla shows up, Kong's strapped to a boat, he, he breaks out of the locks, thanks to help from the, uh, one of the scientists, not important. Um, they start fighting. Long story short, Kong basically almost drowns, because, you know, they're in the water. Yeah, like, Godzilla's home territory. Exactly. Uh, but they throw these grenades out in the water that somehow makes godzilla release kong but doesn't disorient kong so he's somehow able to swim to the top that didn't make sense mm-hmm. I, and, and then they play dead and then they play dead so the boat all the crew members kong like they're all just laying out there in the middle of the water playing dead godzilla comes up and he looks kong in the eye still sees that kong's alive and then swims off for no apparent reason and that was the point when i was like all right i'm out i'm gonna yeah. go and like <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom, and Brandon's like, you want me to pause it? Like, nope. (laughs) So that was the first fight that really didn't make sense. And prefacing the movie, uh, before we watched it, I was talking about it being two hours. I was like, it's the perfect length. Exactly. Well, that fight happens about 53 minutes in, because we paused it about that. We did. Because Josh looks over at me, he's like, how much is left? And I gave him this face like, you're not going to like the answer. (laughs) There was an hour left. They were like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that part just, it, like, come on, Godzilla. Finish him. Finish him, right. Talk about this ancient grudge match, and he's like, nah, nah, I'm going to take you out later. Like, yeah. no, that's not the, For drama the, purposes. The king of monsters is not going to be like, <laughs> you know what, let's catch you around, give you another go. Yeah. And take you out there and then. I will say, throughout the movie... And this is why Kong was made to seem like the good guy. Right. The humans really were the ones that saved his life most of those times. They're the ones that yeah. dropped the bombs. Yeah. And, you know, apparently scared Godzilla off. They're the ones that saved him once they got to the center of the earth. Yeah, there's this quick scene where he has a quick monster fight with some kind of pterodactyl looking thing. And it's choking him to death and they fire rockets at it and then Kong rips his head off. I mean, you could argue that he's almost dying because they're dragging him out there. You know, that's true, but at the same time, like, he, he's, this point, he's dead twice over. Yeah. Right? So, some, backtrack a little bit, that happens, they show up at this hole that goes to the center of the earth, they go to the hole, there's some sciencey shit behind it that doesn't really matter, they go into the hole, they go to the center of the earth, they fight that monster, and then they show up to this mountain, and it kind of insinuates that Kong, like, there's a race of Kongs, and they were kind of like the king of monsters, in the yeah. center, because they had, like, this throne and everything. This throne and this, yeah. like, axe weapon thing. That was the thing, like, that was the thing that when, when he rolled up on that, I was like, okay, 
this is the MacGuffin, you know, or the yeah. thing that's like, that axe is going to be the thing that lets him contend with Godzilla. Yeah. This is how it's, that's how they're going to make this movie. And like going into it, I knew it wasn't going to be a straight one kills the other. It was going to be a Freddy versus Jason, Alien versus Predator, you know, mm-hmm. there's no real winner. Yeah, you know? just seeing them fight. Right. And I, I knew that in my heart of hearts. And I really wanted for there to be a winner, <laughs> give or take, you know, but, uh, Anyway, that's besides the point. It's the friends we made in the end that matter. <laughs> <laughs> so Kong gets this axe, and then, then... Then Godzilla, who's in, I think, Hong Kong at that point. He is, yep. Decides to, you know, mouth blast the floor, because he can sense this, or whatever. He can somehow sense that Kong is in the center of the earth, grabbing this axe and activating these pillars. And so he's, he's fucking up Hong Kong because... Of something that's being built in Hong Kong, which was total fan service, I'm good to a second. But he's fucking shit up, and all of a sudden he's like, wait a minute, something's wrong. Like, there's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> and he does, he just looks down and starts breath blasting the ground. Now, from a physics standpoint, yeah, I'm pretty sure that would just fuck the earth. Well, I mean, we're outside of that. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> there's guess already, the science of it shouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah, there's already been one hole drilled to the center of the earth. What's another? True. You know, true. What's another? But the fact that he's able to do this in what seems like, I don't know, three minutes. Yeah. Like he's able to like, just breathe. Blah. And no wrong. It's it's nuclear waste breath. You know, I'm not really arguing that he can do that. Right. The, the thing that's funny, though, is like it shows... Godzilla looking down, and then because they would be reversed, Kong looking down at the hole and screaming <laughs> at each other from two sides of the <laughs> earth. I was like, oh, that's silly. But, um, and Kong grabs his axe, and then he, he flies down, and they're, we're getting ready for round two, you know, Kong's sitting there ready, Godzilla's ready. Hard cut to Eleven and friends. <laughs> they're in there. Uh, while they were originally trying to investigate the apex, uh, um, facility facility they get transported to this other facility that's in hong kong that's somehow linked between some kind of warp pipe like they went from what was it florida to hong kong in like eight minutes yeah <laughs> something know? like that you know some banana <laughs> Going shit like 650 miles per hour faster than that like eight minutes <laughs> from True. florida to hong kong <laughs> you know um so they get there and they get out of this uh, pod that's got these monsters in it. And they're like, oh, my God, what's happening? And then you see that there's this giant metal God- robot being made. And holy shit, it's Mecha's Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. Oh, the fan service, yeah. Which, <laughs> you know, yeah, straight up, Mecha's is badass. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and it turns out that was kind of the reason that Godzilla was going nuts. Was yeah. Because they were using, was it Ghidorah's skull? Yeah, they were using the Ghidorah's skull. Uh, to help power this robot, and then it, it involved there being a pilot who would shoot his sentience into the mechanics, That's and then also died, and then it was just full on, just on its own from there. Well, what they did is they got it. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing. Then they got the sample from the center of the earth. So the whole reason they went to the center of the earth is going to sample the same stuff that powers Godzilla, right? It's yeah, nuclear breath, the, st- the blue flutter you see in his uh, scales. So there's this little robe that pops up, and it takes a little chunk of it, and it scans it, and then it sends that data from the center of the Earth to, <laughs> to, some, Hong, Kong. to Hong Kong in, I don't know, two or three minutes. Yeah. And then they're like, got it, upload it, <laughs> make Done. it. They like got it, they make it somehow, and they shoot it into Mechagodzilla, and then Mechagodzilla, for some reason, that stuff allows the robot to become sentient, kills the pilot, kills everybody yeah. except 11 and friends except well i'm gonna i'm We're strictly like, gonna refer to them as kind of seem like they're right in front of everything yeah they're just like we're not moving we're not moving we're not doing anything yeah uh side note we want to talk about the three two one like the security in this place is god awful yeah. like, <laughs> like 11 and friends show up and they get in the pod and they run away from some monsters and they're going from like door to door in this like hyper like it looks more strapped down in the pentagon right yeah and they're walking up the doors like Oh, we got to get through. And there's literally a pad on the wall that's got three tiles on it <laughs> that say three, two, one on them. And, and 11, she just hits it. 11 goes three, two, one. Like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, and it disables the door. We're in. <laughs> like, wow, this is just a great facility. Right. And then they're found. And all it takes is a bullet or two to take the take, take the, out take, the glass. Take out the door. Yeah, they're standing on the side of the door. And it was like one round from a 38 special. Yeah. <laughs> Bam, like, disabling like, the door. 
did nothing except put glass on the floor. Exactly. <laughs> and then they're they're held and then Mecha Godzilla breaks loose and cut back to round two. So Kong's got the axe looking up Godzilla. He's like, I got you now, motherfucker. They have a pretty good fight. I mean, five minutes we got an actual fight. Yeah. Pretty good in the city. The water battle on the ship sucked. Yeah, it did. The city fight was pretty good. Pretty short, but pretty good. Uh, long story short, Kong gets his ass kicked again. <laughs> like he, yeah. he, like he, even with the axe, Godzilla takes him out, which is why Godzilla won. I'm just, I'm throwing. I, I, I will agree with that. Concede. <laughs> I mean, overall in the movie, nobody won. No, but no. if he had to choose a winner, Godzilla. Actually, if anybody won, it's fucking Mecha Godzilla. Because that's true. What happens after that is Godzilla fucks up Kong again. He's about to take him out, and then Mecha. Godzilla, the self AI sentient Mecha Godzilla shows up and starts beating the shit out of Godzilla, shit. just like whomping his ass, which is funny because like he does in the yeah. like back in the original movies, like they are pretty well paired. And I even remember playing like a video game it was like Rampage, <laughs> Rampage style. Oh. They had Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla and Mothra and like all these different monsters you fight it. It's hell fun. I always picked hmm. Mecha Godzilla because he's a beast, like, <laughs> and he was like there. Yeah. He's got rockets on his arm that allow his his yeah, fists, straight, his punches to go punch, faster. Rocket punch, yeah. <clears throat> and then, as expected, Kong Godzilla team up to fight the bigger evil. They do. They team up. They kill Mecha Godzilla. Uh, Kong and Godzilla share a stern look, yeah. and then Godzilla goes off into the ocean, and that's the end of the movie. Just, it really does just kind of like. They go. They cut back to the scientist and the deaf girl and her. Yeah, they're mom. back at the center of the earth. Right, look, you know, keeping an eye on Kong. Right, like yeah, he's doing good. End scene. Yeah, or end movie. Um, man, I'm still just caught up that like they the deaf girl wasn't in the previous movies. Yeah, that's a. Well, it's funny because I looked at her. I was like, I'm so sure because like, oh, they're not introducing her at all, so she must be from these other movies I haven't seen. Like, no, they just threw her in, huh? That's fucking even, nuts. Even from the first Godzilla movie to the second the same characters weren't there. Right. Um, and even maybe I think the uh, main doctor lady, yeah. um, she was in Kong Skull Island, but right. that was it. Right. Uh, yeah. It just, it was, we going in, we're like, we just want to see two monsters fight. And we did, but really the third one was the only one that mattered. Yeah. You watch the movie for an hour and a half. Interesting. Get about 15 minutes with a good monster fighting. Um, and that's why I felt uh, there's one part I forgot about, and I think there's already memes going around about it. <laughs> oh God! There's a part. Remember that part where Godzilla and Kong are fighting? I think it's in the second fight, and he does that weird smile. Yeah, yeah. That was so <laughs> like that was so off brand. Like I don't know. Like immediately, it just made me angry. I was like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> like, Whose idea was that? Like, <laughs> put a smile on it. Right. It's like two seconds in the movie, but it's the worst two seconds of the yeah. movie. Like, oh, I just hate it so much. Um, so, yeah, we talked about it prior. We just wanted a good monster fight movie. We didn't get it. I mean, there there was so much room for... Because we've bitched a lot about the story. We've bitched a lot about, you know, the universe and... Like, the underlying plot, which we shouldn't care about, you know? No. That's not the point. I really just did just want a good monster movie. But they failed on the actual fights, like, the on the boat, when you just let them live. Like, that doesn't make sense. In a fight, yeah. that does not make sense. Especially in water. Like, Godzilla, that's his... That's yeah. his shit. Yeah, and he should be dead, and he rightfully had him beat, you know? And the little... Uh, Torpedoes they shot into the water to disorient Godzilla. Even if I did buy that, it would have also disoriented Kong. Like, mm -hmm. there's no way he, he just, just would have gone down. straight up to the surface and Godzilla wouldn't have caught him. Like, there's no way. That monkey's dead. <laughs> um, there is that quick fight with the uh, random beast in the center of the earth of Kong. Humans had to help on that. Totally ruined the feel for that, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it, like I think it would have been, well, I think it would have been better if it was just a different movie. But yeah, sure. <laughs> if they would have made it seem like Kong isn't supposed to be the good one. Like, yeah, like, they like keep... obviously you have to have a reason that they fight, 
And they kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, they they just did it a long time ago, so they're going to do it again. It's bound to happen. Yeah. But it would have been better if it was just, here's Kong, here's Godzilla. They don't like each other, and you know what? They're going to go go. Yeah, they put so much emphasis on being in Kong's corner that, like, when you make Godzilla look like the bad guy, you know, it's like, he's not, he never has been. And I get it in the movie, the general public, media, they don't know any better, whatever. The only person who got ruined for Godzilla is Eleven and Friends, and they're useless. Like, yeah. that movie... Well, no, they're not useless at the end when they pour Coke on the computer Coke. and that disorients Godzilla. Yeah, I, I wanted to forget about that. But <laughs> it, <laughs> there's a part where they're trying to hack into the... Somehow they've decided they destroyed the entire facility except this one computer that runs Mechagodzilla somehow. And uh, they're trying to crack the password. And the the kid from Deadpool 2, he's like, uh, I, I, I've got a little bit, I, I got this, you know. And then as he's doing it, he's like, I took an HTML class. I don't fucking know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so they just throw soda on the, no, it was, it was whiskey. He had whiskey in a oh, flask. Oh, it was whiskey, yeah. Yeah, he had a whiskey in his flask. And, uh, he's like, I have to die with you and sober? Yeah. And uh, that Saurian's Mechagodzilla long enough. To... And, then, and then Kong rightfully literally tears him apart. He does, yeah. Puts an axe in his head. Grabs his head, cleans it off. Right. It's good. Yeah. Good fam. It's a good time for the whole family. Yeah. Um, Funny enough, uh, Nathan came in, and <laughs> he came in at the best part, which was the last thirty minutes. Like that's if you want to watch them fight, if you, you want to watch the better of the fights, last thirty minutes. Right. If you want to try your luck at the other hour and a half, I mean, all for you. All right. You can, you, if you watch the water fight or the boat fight, you're just going to make you angry. If you, I, have, if you have any real love for monster movie fights, it's just going to make you angry. And especially coming from you, who's right. very much into monster movies, Godzilla, oh, and, yeah. and all that. You were very excited for this. I was. I was jazzed. And oh, it's just sad to see the aftermath. Right. Well, because, like, and I knew going in, like, Godzilla. Godzilla fucking wins. Hands <laughs> down. And even though I'm right, I still feel wrong. <laughs> you know? Sad. They look 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 at they did to my boy. <laughs> you know? Look at him. So, yeah. Uh, it's streaming until I think the end of April, like thirty days. HBO Max. Yep, it's up there for free if you have HBO Max. Yeah, I Can would you imagine like... if we paid IMAX money to go watch that. Oh man, that would have so made me sad. Fucking mad. <laughs> oh man. Again, would have been. Cool, the last 30 minutes, but then yeah. I would have walked out, but like, I want at least three fourths of my money right. back. Give me a <laughs> just give me a bucket that can a pop for popcorn, I can refill the next <laughs> time I'm here. Give me something, you know. Yeah, yeah. uh, Godzilla vs. Kong HBO Max, about two hours, yeah, and not great. Yep, you only need about half an hour of it. Yeah, I mean, you'd probably be better off just YouTubing monster fights and spending half hour doing that. It's probably way more fun. I don't get me wrong, if you've got a different opinion, we would love to know. Absolutely. We're just on the side of it just wasn't great. Yep. Wasn't good. It wasn't well, at all. Yep. From story, like, like we said, didn't really want a story, wasn't looking for a story, was looking for a good fight, and didn't get it. Now, this movie is in itself a culmination within a universe. You know? Yeah. Like Avengers and like Justice League. Right. And it brings up a good point. You know, obviously these are remakes. They're based off the old ones, you know. Sure. When it comes to universes, I think they need to either slow down or choose wisely. What happened with The Mummy? The Tom Cruise one, you know? They're like, we're going to make this whole fucking monster universe. And when Mm -hmm. I heard about it, because I'm a monster guy, I was excited, you know? Then I watched and then, it. And I watched it. I was like, fuck this. I don't want to go do this Give anymore. Give me Brendan Fraser in 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it just... You know, you the, know. The, the theory of it, like, you know, it's a universe where these monsters are real. Cool. But, like, if you're not going to put in the right building blocks, if you're just going to make it a by-the-numbers... Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like in a... In a time where franchises are... What dominating look more forward to yeah i miss those random offshoots some yeah. of those random offshoots were the best movies and now they're just streaming movies quote unquote right um and that's you know netflix 
more in particular now that you have Disney Plus, Apple Plus, all these sure. other companies, they need to make so many movies, so many shows to keep their people subscribed. Right. And, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong obviously was meant to come out in theaters and did for those that are out there. Right. But is it still felt more like it should have just been streamed. It shouldn't. It would have been nice on the big screen to see the big monsters fight. But other than that, I don't it just, know. I kind of disagree with that. Like that is a that is a movie theater movie. As a, by like that's supposed to be a movie theater movie. Supposed to be yes. Yeah. I and that maybe maybe that's why we weren't as impressed because we watched it on our couch. I don't know. But yeah, we have hundred twenty inch TV screen. Yeah, he does. He, he does. <laughs> yeah, he's got a big ass projector. He's got surround sound. Yeah, we got the we got the. Even we got a theater experience. We got a theater experience. Maybe that, not the theater experience, but it still true. wouldn't have changed our mind on what we disliked about it. Yeah, it, nothing, nothing gonna save that god fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> I just re uh, dumpster fire was an answer on Jeopardy recently, <laughs> and I was like, God, I miss that term so bad. So I'm bringing I mean, it back. I'm bringing it back. Not that it ever went anywhere, but <laughs> I, I just don't get to use it that often. We're resurfacing it. Resurfacing dumpster <laughs> fire. Yep. Along with telling someone to pound sand. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. I'd say that's it, but that's a lot. Yeah, I we talked, I think, close to half an hour on how much we hated that. Yeah. yeah. And as someone who doesn't often say, I just didn't like this. Right. I came in with two. We came in with two, what? Well, like this week, we came in with two. I had the Murders at a White House yeah. farm and Kong vs. Godzilla. Right. And it's like, you know that they're bad if I'm saying just kind of skip it. Yeah, don't even bother. You know, even I was like, um, with the Irregulars, uh, like, I didn't like it, but I, it was good. Like, you should, uh, not to circle completely back, good show, not for me. Right. You hated two of your entries, <laughs> and one we both like. Yeah. So... so I mean, you know. it's not a total downer week, but yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, now you have some things not to watch. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're saving you time. What's streaming? Currently shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, not all, uh, not all bad news. I mean, it's looking like next week, not next week, but two weeks from now, we're going to have another guest who it is. We don't know. We never know. Seems until, <laughs> yeah. until day of, uh, or, until day day of or day before, but. You know, trying to keep the pattern, we might break it next episode. I know people are starting to go outside again. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really nice today. It, really, it was like sunny, perfect 70 degrees here. <laughs> uh, it was lovely out there. Um, so, you know, people are less inclined to sit in a hot room with us. But <laughs> but you can walk outside with us. Exactly. <laughs> hand in hand into a brave new world. <laughs> The friends we made in the end. <laughs> when I kill you, and I will fucking kill you. Um. <laughs> All right, you son of a bitch. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna wrap it up here. Hope that you guys um, hope we can save you some time this week. Think we, you know, think we're gonna. But until next time, I'm Josh. I'm B Frank. And we will see you in two weeks. Ah, beat you to it. Ha, two weeks. <laughs> two weeks.